Hello and welcome to another episode of The Common Man's Take on Sports. Sorry we've been gone for a while. Been extremely busy. A lot of things going on, but we are back. Uh, we'll start recording more often again. Things have kind of calmed down here lately. A lot has happened since we've been gone. So we're going to start a little college football. Uh, I know there's the whole investigation thing going on with Michigan and stealing signs. Honestly, I'm not going to speak on that because I haven't... Everything I've read, there's really no evidence yet. There's just a lot of conjecture and accusing and finger pointing, but nothing's really been presented by the NCAA. No uh, warning letter or anything's been presented by the NCAA um, nor the Big Ten, so... I, until I see some real proof, I'm not going to speak on it. The only thing I will say is that if they did violate some sort of NCAA law, bylaw or whatever, then they should be punished accordingly. Uh, but I do, I will say that the punishment should fit the crime. Um, I'm not sure why these other coaches are saying that Michigan should be banned from the Big Ten Championship or college football playoff. Uh don't think that even if they did violate that that law that NCA by law I don't think that this particular violation warrants that uh, but it probably does warrant a a punishment so we'll see what the what form that is if any um, whenever the investigation's done but as of right now there's really been no no real evidence presented just a lot of silly pictures and uh, uninformed stories being dropped. Uh, so I, I don't know, but I won't speak on that right now until some real evidence has been produced. So moving on, let's talk about some of the results from yesterday. I uh, Michigan handled business 41-13 against Purdue. Honestly, Purdue had two field goals that they scored in the first half, and that's all they had until the, like the last... 18 seconds of the game when they scored in garbage time. Outside of that, Michigan owned that game. They dominated Purdue thoroughly. Um, Purdue did play. Purdue's always known to be a scrappy team. They did play scrappy for a while, but ultimately at the end, Michigan was what they always are. They just continue to come at you, come at you, come at you until they wear you down. And then really start pulling away and so that's what they did. They were they were up twenty to nothing at one point. So Michigan thoroughly embarrassed Purdue, which uh, we thought they would. So that game was what I thought it would be. Michigan still looks like one of the top teams in college football. I um, won't change my position on that until somebody proves me wrong. Now next week they have that big matchup against Penn State in Happy Valley. So we'll see how that goes. Penn State should move up in the rankings this week because they won big on, at Maryland. So that'll be a top 10 matchup next week, or it should be anyway. I think Penn State's ranked 11 right now. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they'll move up in those rankings because several teams lost, which we'll get into in just a minute, which should shift them up in the top 10. Um, Alabama-LSU, very, very close game uh, in the first half. And then in the second half, Alabama just kind of started. Actually, second half there for a bit, 
it was it was kind of close too, and then Alabama just started wearing them out. They scored twenty one points to LSU seven, so Alabama kind of started doing what Alabama does. So Jalen Murrow looked good in that game. He's really starting to progress. Uh, he's really starting to mature and look a lot better every week. So. Uh, you know, he threw for 219 yards and ran for another 155 and four rushing touchdowns. Um, that just shows the maturity of him as he's grown throughout the season. He doesn't try to force any, he stopped trying to force some stuff like he knew LSU was giving him ground on the ground and not spying him with a linebacker or something. So he started taking what the defense was giving him. That's how he had the four rushing touchdowns. So. Hats off to him. I've seen great growth from him throughout the year uh, playing over at Alabama. He had a little rough go of it in the beginning, but he's really matured a lot and gotten a lot better. Um, <clears throat> Clemson, Notre Dame. Uh, that was a surprise for you. Not for me. I thought that Clemson had an opportunity to win this game only because I really thought that Notre Dame hasn't been very impressive to me this year. Um, I just have not been impressed and even though Clemson was 4-4 four and four, they were struggling I thought they did have a chance to be in that game and so they were and what they did was they hung around hung around hung around and then there at the end Clemson took the the lead and took the game yeah um, at one point in that game it was 24-9 so yeah that really surprised me because I thought Notre Dame would uh, beat Clemson today or uh, or yesterday. Never bet against uh, Dabo. <laughs> last year was just a walk in the park for Notre Dame. I thought this year would be closer, but uh, I guess Clemson won. Yeah, I actually had the same sentiment for Kate Klubnik than I did Jalen Milrow. He looked like he he looks like he's matured a lot over the season. In that Notre Dame game, he really kind of stepped up. Did a lot of things better. I thought he looked better than he had. So, uh, you know, that essentially ends Notre Dame's bid to even pretend to have a chance at the playoff now at 7-3. and three. But, uh, you know, the Clemson run game, which is what they've prided themselves on, really showed up with Maffa in that game. So, they... They uh, they played a lot better than they have been. Plus, I knew that I don't. Again, Clemson's not world beaters, but I just can't see Clemson having a losing season. Uh, I think they'll they'll finish the season with a winning record. It's probably going to be the worst rec worst record they've had under Dabo. I'd have to look that up, but I, I don't think they're going to have a losing season. Texas and Kansas State, boy, Texas squeaked by on that one. And the crazy thing was. Texas was up. Like they were outscoring Kansas State. Kansas State came back. It was yeah. seventeen to seven at the half. <laughs> that turned out to be a very good game. Yeah. Very good game to watch. It's an exciting game to watch. It was back and forth. Texas ends ended up winning it by the field goal in overtime. But man, <laughs> what a game. Yeah, that was uh that was kinda of like a I thought this would be a close game because Kansas State is a pretty good team, so I thought this would be a close game, but 
I expected it to be a close game from start to finish. I didn't expect Texas to completely blow Kansas State out. Um, then that that first half and then the second half, Kansas State comes back. That's wow. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I thought Texas would be Kansas State. I thought it was going to be a close game from uh, start to finish, but mm -mm. Penn State showed out against Maryland. That's the first time all year that I thought that Penn State looked a part of a top 10 team is against Maryland. I thought they've struggled a lot this year. That's the first time that they actually look like they were the Penn State that everybody thought they would be, 51-15. to 15. So that's uh, – I still think that Penn State has some holes, and I'm interested in seeing – I'm really interested in, in that Michigan-Penn State game next week next weekend, next Saturday, because the Ohio State-Penn State game was an extremely close game until Ohio State finally ran away with it at the end. I, uh, I'm not, I don't know about Penn State. I'm not sure yet. Again, it's the Penn State barely beat Indiana 33-24. to They lost 20-12 to to Ohio State. I don't know. I don't. I just. I'm not sure yet. I. I think it's going to be a good game between them, and Michigan. To be honest, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like it was last year, when Michigan just kind of ran over them in the second half. But I'm not sure. Um, I'm still out on Penn State. So this this Penn State Michigan game is going to tell me a lot about both teams, Penn State and Michigan. This is probably going to be Michigan's toughest challenge to date. It's Penn State. So, at least that's what I think. So, we'll see how that goes. OSU and Rutgers. Let's talk about that game for a few minutes. So, Ohio State went in trailing at the half. 9-7 to seven to Rutgers. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought this would happen. I knew this would happen. I knew that Rutgers would, at one point in the game, have the lead. I knew this would happen. I knew Rutgers would start to get some momentum on Ohio State because I knew this was going to be a good game. I absolutely knew that this was going to happen. Uh, this, so this isn't a real surprise to me. This isn't really surprising. I mean, I know their offense has struggled, but, man, I thought that they would. Honestly, I thought they would come in and show out against Rutgers. I did not think that game would be that close. To be honest with you, the defense scored the first touchdown in that game for them. I Their offense still looked lackluster. And if I'm not mistaken, let me take a look here. Yeah, so Rutgers possessed the ball more than or longer than Ohio State. Rutgers' time of possession was 35 minutes. Rutgers was 24. And, and Rutgers Ruck had 361 total yards. Yeah, the Ohio State's 328. So, I I don't know. I just... <laughs> I know this is a different Ohio State team. This isn't 
the type of team we're used to seeing the last probably four or five years where the defense is honestly all season long been better than the offense. But I don't know what that means yet for them. Like, I don't know. I guess it helped them beat Penn State, which is, I mean, a win is a win. But I don't know what it means for them at the end of the year when they play Michigan uh, at Michigan. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm just I'm 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 still unsure about Ohio State. Just and maybe it is because I'm so used to them having that that high powered offense that they don't have a high powered offense this year. So you know it just looks different to me. But I will say their defense is definitely better this year than it was last year. I believe. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. I, I think things are about to get really interesting in the Big Ten East right now, um, with the game this coming weekend and then that last game of the year. A lot of things are going to be decided. Well, I mean, it's been pretty interesting, you know, because you got Penn State, who's battling Ohio State, Michigan. Those three teams are really well. Penn State already lost to Ohio State, so yeah, the so only way they can stay in the hunt. For the Big Ten East or Big Ten Championship, uh, or get to the Big Ten Championship, is they would have to beat Michigan, and then Michigan in turn would have to turn around and beat Ohio State, and then Penn State by rule, because of a three-way tie, would get the nod for the Big Ten Championship game. That's how that would have to fall for Penn. Penn State would have to beat Michigan on Saturday, and then Michigan would have to turn around and beat OSU at the last game of the year. And that would give Penn State the nod because uh, Ohio State would have beat Penn State, but Penn State would have been, beat Michigan who beat Ohio State. So that would give Penn State the nod. Because that's how it worked last time when Michigan destroyed Penn State uh, in 2016 early in the season. Then Penn State ended up beating Ohio State off that blocked field goal later in the season. And then Ohio State – or so that gave Penn State a win over Ohio State, Michigan a win over Penn State, and then when Ohio State beat Michigan, that gave Penn State the nod because of the three-way tie. Even though Michigan had been beat Penn State, Michigan had lost to Ohio State, and Penn State had beat Ohio State. So that gave them the tie-breaking win to go get the nod for the by default to go to the Big Ten Championship. It was weird, but that's how this would have to fall for Penn State to get in now since they've already dropped one game to Ohio State in their division. Yeah. Um, uh, so Michigan is their last chance to get into the – have any semblance of being able to get into the Big Ten Championship game. Yeah. Um, I really don't think – I think it's just going to be just like last year with Michigan-Penn State. I feel like it's going to be Michigan um, – Slow in the first half, like last year, and that uh, that second half, they they're not giving you a chance. I think it's gonna be just like last year's win. I don't know. We'll see. I I can't. The, the <laughs> Penn State and Michigan have become a real robbery, probably the last um, ten or ten years or so. Actually, probably not even. Probably the last. Eight or nine years, I guess ten years. Penn State, Michigan have really become an actual real rivalry, 
So going into Happy Valley and winning is a tough... Happy Valley is a tough place to play. I'll be honest with you. I, I really think it's a tough place to play. So I've, I think Michigan's going to have their hands full going to Penn State and having to pull off that win. I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I do not think it'll be a blowout like last year. I, I think that it's going to be a defensive struggle. And we'll see what happens. I mean... I really don't agree with you on this one. I I feel like it's gonna be just like last year because this is JJ McCarthy's first time uh, in Happy Valley as a starter, and I think we'll have a good game here because uh, I think it's just gonna be the same as last year. Second half, Michigan's just gonna give Penn State no chance, no chance at all. We'll see how that shakes out. Um. Georgia and Missouri, that was a really close game for a while. Georgia ends up pulling it out on a last-second turnover. Uh, Missouri was driving. Georgia got that turnover, so Georgia's still undefeated, 9-0. Yeah, um, I, I expected this. I expected the Georgia and Missouri game uh, to be a great game, a great game. I really did. This, this doesn't surprise me. At all, I thought Missouri had a chance to win. Mm -hmm. um, I thought Georgia would win it, but I thought it was going to be a close game. I, I I knew it was going to be a close game, and I mean, this was pretty close. It was only a nine point win for Georgia. Mm -hmm. Georgia's offense, um, their offense was kind of slow, but their defense really. Um, stop Missouri, and I think that's a that's kind of the big story in this game. Um, Carson Beck's another one that I've seen mature over the season as a first year starter, and he's looked really good here the last few weeks. I I think the the difference this year for Georgia has been their defense. The defense hasn't been as devastating as it has the last couple of years if that makes sense I, I think that their defense is a little more leaky this year i don't think it's bad enough that it's cost too many games yet they still they still seem to get stops when they need it that's all you need you don't have to have a historical defense as long as you get the stops when you need them yeah. um florida state won against pitt that was a close game for a little bit but florida state started pulling away so they're still undefeated this was kind of a surprise to me. I thought Florida State was going to win this by a big amount of points. But, Pitt's uh, usually known for their defense. Their offense, not so much, but their defense is usually pretty decent. Yeah, you know, that is true. I did not think about that. That, that is true. Pitt, Pittsburgh's defense usually pretty good. And uh, I think that's kind of what stopped Florida State. Um, mm. But I believe Florida State... Has to play Miami next week, so mm -hmm. Miami lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Washington USC, this played out just like I thought it would. High scoring affair. Washington wins fifty two forty two, but man, that was a back and forth for a long time in that game. Washington did not pull away until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I I knew this was going to be a high scoring game and no defensive game. I knew it was just going to be all offense, all offense. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I knew Washington would win, but this game sent USC out of the top twenty-five. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll drop out of the top 25 for sure. That'll be yeah. four losses for USC. Last three. Was it three? Oh, yeah, yeah it's three. three losses. Um, that's, that's really not surprising to me. No. I thought USC would lose. I just think USC's... Uh, I, I just think this year is just um, not the year USC hoped for. I just don't think it is. <clears throat> nope. Um, I think their defense has really failed them this year. Yeah, that's that's probably why they fired their defensive coordinator today. Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon kept rolling. They're one sixty-three nineteen against Kyle. Oklahoma lost the Bedlam game against Oklahoma State. Oh, you know this was the last game in that rivalry, right? Because they're moving yeah. to the SEC next year, so this would be the last time they're going to play for a long time. Yep, and Oklahoma State beat them. That's <laughs> kind of um, significant in that rivalry. Um, um, I was surprised. I thought Oklahoma. I thought it would be a close game because it always is. It's always a tough game, but I did not think that Oklahoma State would pull out the win, but they did. They won by a field goal. Yeah, I. I really did. Um, I thought Oklahoma State had a chance to win this because their because their run game was great. And their passing game was great in this game too. So um, Oklahoma's defense they didn't really have any. Um, like it was just just a high score. It was just like a high offensive game. There's no defense in this game. Yep. And uh, I, I I really think that. Uh, I thought Oklahoma State had a chance. Um, I expected Oklahoma to win, but I did not expect Oklahoma State to win. No, I, I didn't. This was a surprise to me. All right, so that's all the games that, w- that affected the top 25, and specifically the top 10. So I'm going to go ahead and give my rankings after week 10 of the college football season. So... I have Georgia's number one. Um, they're still undefeated. So right now, they're still king of the mountain and nobody's knocked them off. I still have Michigan number two. Uh, they still look like a very dominant team to me. They look like they're one of the most dominant teams, uh, not only in the Big Ten, but in the country. I have Florida State number three. I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this. But I have Washington as number four. The reason why I have Washington as number four is because every time I think they're going to lose, they keep winning. <laughs> they they are, are, you know, 9-0 and for a reason. Their defense is lackluster, but they continue to win. And so for me right now, um, they're number four. I have Ohio State in at number five just because I... They've struggled in games that I don't think they should have, like the Red Cruz game. And so I'm unsure about them right now. Oregon's moved up to number six. Uh, they're still rolling out there, dominating people. After that loss to Washington, they've just been destroying the competition. I got Alabama moved up to number seven because they have not lost since they lost to Texas. So they're they're really rolling now and they look like the Alabama that we usually see. I got Texas at number eight. 
I got Penn State. I moved them up to number nine this week because they did. They, like I said, they looked apart the against Maryland. They really dominated Maryland in every facet of that game. And they just made Maryland look like a high school team. So for that, I moved them up. And then I got Mississippi at number 10. So that is my top 10 after week 10 of the college football season. What do you got? So my number one team will be Georgia. Um, they, I, I just don't feel like anyone has been able to really knock Georgia off the ground. So I got to put them number one. My number two team will be Michigan. Uh, I think Michigan deserves to be number two. Um, I, it's, it's a close game between uh, them and Georgia. But I'm, 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 I'm going to put them at number two for now. Here's, here's my thing with Michigan. So a lot of the news outlets give them flack because they're, like, they're not beating teams 70 to nothing or 70 to seven. Like, that's not who Michigan is. Uh, I think Joe Klatt put it perfectly. They're like a boa constrictor. They slowly, throughout the game, just squeeze the life out of you and wear you down. And then they score the points. And once they get a comfortable lead, they pull their starters out and put their backups in. And, and they don't, you know, they don't try to pile on you like some other teams do. Like they, they are, they slowly wear you down, get that lead, and then they keep it by, you know, running that, grinding that clock out and grinding the game out. So they're never going to be a team, at least not while Jim's there, that's going to be fancy and throw, you know, 60 points on the board. That's not who they are. So that's why I still think, even though they won 41-13, to 13, and a lot of people go, well, that wasn't as dominant as, yes, it was. That Michigan-Purdue game was a typical Michigan game where they grinded it out, Choked the life out of their opponent in one in the end. So that's why I have them number two. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> uh, my number three team would be Florida State. Florida State has been looking pretty good. You know, Jordan Travis, ever mm -hmm. since he came to Florida State. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, He's just been uh, he's just been a great, great QB there. And I think that Florida State has gotten great wide receivers great weapons for him uh, from the transfer portal and that's really helping him out this season like Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, they've been really helping him out on that wide receiver position and uh, he, he just has to be a great QB and throw great passes to his, to his wide receivers that's what he needs to do and that's what he's been doing so I put Florida State at number three. Number four team is Washington. Washington Washington's defense isn't that good. Uh, but I just I think that uh Washington is a has a great offense. You know, a win's a, a win is a win. So So what really impressed me about Washington and the reason why I have them on my top four is because they played a great defensive team in Oregon, and they beat them and still racked up the points, 36. So that's why I have Washington up there at number four. Yeah, four passing touchdowns for Michael Penix Jr. and one pick. Mm -hmm. That's great stats against an Oregon defense. 
and uh, my number five team will be Ohio State. They struggled uh, against um, Rutgers and the teams they had. They uh, didn't need to struggle. I agree. I, I and I might end up being wrong. Maybe Ohio State is going to run the table, go to the Big Ten championship for the first time in two years, and you know glide right into the playoff. I, I'm not saying they won't do that. I'm just saying that they they look different, and I don't know what it's going to look like in Ann Arbor at the end of the year. But I'll have a better picture after this weekend because depending on how that Penn State Michigan game shakes out, I think we'll know. What that game at the end of the year is going to look like. Just my personal opinion. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. So, uh, my number six team will be Oregon. Uh, Oregon's been a great football team. You know, they have a great defense. Their offense is great. Mm-hmm. And I think they have a great football team. Great coach, Dan Lanning has just been a great coach for Oregon and uh, I think they're going to get close to uh, being the college football playoff again but I just don't think they're there yet. Then uh, my number 17 will be uh, Texas. I think Texas deserves to be at number 7 because they beat Kansas State, and the way they started that first half was great. And they were without Quinn Ewers, so yep. they started. Yeah, they that, were a great that backup team. quarterback was really good. Yeah, so that's why I put them at number seven. Number eighteen will be Alabama. I wouldn't move Alabama just yet. I feel like it's a little too risky because I can see that. You you know what. I may have made a mistake too. Next, Texas did beat Alabama early in the year, but I just think Alabama looks better now than they did when they played Texas. So that's why I kind of moved them up. But you're right; you never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, so uh, my number nineteen would be Penn State. Penn State. They're looking like a pretty good football team, and I think they deserve to be at that number nine spot because against Maryland, they look like the team that they that people uh, thought they looked like this whole season. Where did you put them? Uh, number nine. Oh, okay. That's yeah, same place. Okay. But I think that um, Penn State played great against. Uh, Maryland, and they completely embarrassed Maryland. I think that they deserve to be number nine. Then my number ten team, this might surprise you, is going to be Louisville. Louisville got a great win over Virginia Tech. And Ole Miss had a close call uh, against Texas A&M. It's 38-35, so, I mean, I just think that Ole Miss shouldn't have struggled in that game. Um, I didn't think it would be this close. Oh, you put a little bit ten. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think it would be this close of a game. I don't think it should. I don't think it should have been that close of a game. So, 
I mean, I can't argue with you on that one. I, honestly, I think Louisville and Ole Miss are interchangeable in that position, so I can't blame you for putting Louisville there. I'm, I'm going to argue with that pick. I just took Ole Miss, but, yeah, you could put Louisville in that. You could slot them in that 10th slot, and I, you, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't blink an eye at it. I, I, I think you'd be fine putting them there. They, they have been – Louisville has looked really good this year as far as football and so yeah no i'm not i i know we've had some some of the rankings the same and we've had some differences in our rankings but uh honestly i can't argue with your rankings either i get why you did it yeah um that's my top 10 right there after uh week 10. all right well that's it for our show for today. Um, <clears throat> we're back. Sorry it took us so long to get back. We just had a really busy week with Halloween and a lot of other stuff going on. We will try to record more often. We thank you guys for listening. We truly appreciate it. Please, please, um, if your friends and family don't listen to podcasts, send them over to our YouTube channel, Colin Man's Take on Sports. Please, please subscribe and click that like button. Uh, we'll, we enjoy talking about sports for you guys, and we hope that you guys enjoy listening to us. We thank you, and everybody have a good night.